Hello and welcome back to the Christian Formation Podcast. My name is Raven. I'm the Volunteer Services and Communications Coordinator here at Providence, and I'm joined by Andrew and Jared, both of our pastors here. And Jared's going to give us a quick little overview of this new book, The Coach Model for Christian Leaders, Powerful Leadership Skills for Solving Problems, Reaching Goals, and Developing Others by Keith E. Webb. So Jared, would you just give us a little brief overview of this book and how you found it? Yeah, so uh, this book, as the title says, is about coaching. It's a unique way to lead or coach leaders. And the idea is, is it offers a process, a very specific process, actually, that emphasizes coaches um, who invest in leaders mainly through asking questions and empowering people to come up with their own solutions. So he pits this against um, the idea of just being an expert and just giving out advice, giving out teaching, knowledge, content, um, and essentially saying that we, uh, we kind of struggle from know-it-all-ism, or at least mm-hmm. he used to struggle with this idea of know-it-all-ism. He's actually a professional, uh, Keith Webb is a professional consultant and coach. He's been doing this for a long time and been doing this uh, cross-culturally overseas and in the United States for a long, long time, many, uh, many years. And so he noticed some of his own shortcomings in just telling people what to do. Uh, and it just wasn't always helpful. And he, so he has come up with this, uh, this model of coaching that helps you sit down with people and really help empower them to come up with their own solutions in a way that um, people aren't reliant on a coach or a specific leader uh, for wisdom or advice, but you teach people how to lead themselves. And so uh, it's kind of interesting. His definition of coaching is an ongoing intentional conversation that empowers a person or group to fully live out God's calling. Uh, the, the book is specifically written through a Christian lens, and so it's investing in Christian leaders. And one of the things that he wants to do is to help people who are Christian leaders to actually listen to the Holy Spirit and be led and taught and guided by the Holy Spirit as opposed to led and guided and taught by an individual person. It creates kind of a potentially an unhealthy relationship between those two things. And so I think it's an interesting thought because I think that uh, many of us, if we were to look at how we, if we are leaders, uh, we probably suffer a little bit from wanting to have all the answers and wanting to give out the answers and wanting people to kind of rely on us. Mm. Um, and so it's an interesting thing that kind of flips the script and helps you be just radically others centered uh, in your investment in other people. So it's it's pretty compelling. Mm. So when when I hear coach, I immediately think either really high level business consultant or something or like athletic coach right yeah. so would he say because he, he says the coach model for christian leaders is every leader a coach then or, or what's the relationship between it, who exactly is a coach is that different than just saying if you're a leader then you should be a coach or you should follow this model or is there a distinction between who he's talking about specifically as coaches yeah and i think there's a little bit of openness to that the way that he talks about this um is probably the most applicable in uh a one-on-one kind of setting where someone is um specifically looked at as a coach or a guy so like if you're hired as kind of a consulting coach uh that's the most direct context that this is in but i think it applies for any kind of supervisory relationship that you have um and there's also carryover 
to like discipleship relationships and mentoring relationships, but this seems to be a very pointed um, focus toward uh, people who are trusting in someone else to to lead or guide them toward something. Does that answer the question? Yeah, totally. And you mentioned um, his, I think at the beginning, maybe the first couple chapters, he talks about the role of the Holy Spirit. Um, So again, we're speaking specifically uh, in like kind of Christian context here a little bit because he's pressing that, um, I believe he says that we need to have a, a, uh, a good understanding of the Holy Spirit's role in people's lives and that if the Holy Spirit is our counselor and he leads us and he speaks to us, um, he says that's one of the reasons that he would err against people kind of being the know-it-alls where you yep. kind of get the expert to come in and you just teach me everything that I need to know. He's saying, hey, you have the Holy Spirit, um, so the coach should come in and basically just guide and assist the Spirit's work in that person yeah. with, with question asking. Um, I will say personally, as I read that, I kind of had a like, well, okay, I, yes, I, I fully believe in the Holy Spirit. I believe that he's the counselor uh, for us. But I also think that the Spirit can use people in leadership roles and in like guiding and directing people. Um, but then I've talked to other people who really do have an emphasis on, man, I really do just rely on the Spirit to to teach me and to guide me. And, it, and it's not that they're you know dumb people and they're just sitting yep. there waiting for the Spirit to give them a word or something. Yep. They're, they're intellectual people that really mm-hmm. do just trust that the Spirit mm-hmm. speaks. So could you maybe speak to that a little bit of what exactly is the role then of the Holy Spirit? I guess this is getting to be a very large question that I'm asking, <laughs> but what is the role of the Holy Spirit in all this? And how do leaders um, actually effectively not overstep what the spirit should do in Mm. people but actually guide and help the spirits work in somebody's life yeah so Mm. i have had the same wrestle with this book and even in my own leadership reading other leadership books and investing in other people how does that exactly how does that exactly work well i think you know if you look at the bible there is one like with the tension that you feel there is this sense in which, you know, Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ. So there's this way that we're putting out an example. We're teaching people. I mean, the uh, New Testament is full of letters where there's instruction in there. And so that's put out there. So there there needs to be some sort of guidance and instruction. If we're not sharpening people's skills, if we're not, you know, teaching people or if people aren't being taught by any source of information, like that's probably an issue. Uh, But at the same time, if you think, okay, Jesus had hit the main people that he invested in and uh, his, the thing that he said in the upper room in John 14, John 16, um, is he saying, no, the Holy Spirit is actually going to uh, teach you all things. He's going to remind you of everything that I've said to you. Like he's saying that the Holy Spirit is coming as a helper. And so if that's Jesus advice and that's like his lead foot of um, what he's telling the disciples to, to lean into and depend on, there's probably something that we should listen to in that. And I, I do think there's a, there is a balance that we need to strike. Um, and I think that maybe, I guess for me personally, a lot of the people that I interact with, maybe some of the tribes that, that we kind of are involved in, I think maybe uh, we might lean too far to the side of, not listening and being engaged with the Holy Spirit's leadership and guidance, not only for ourselves, but trusting that other people have mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit to be led, to be yeah. guided in that kind of thing. And so um, that's that's part of the question. I can't, it was a quite kind of a large question, so I don't remember the other parts of it, the other you don't six have parts. You hit all of it. <laughs> it was large and theological. 
Hmm. I think that's good though, because I do think it's really easy, especially in leadership. It reminds me of one of the sermons that I had been listening to a couple weeks ago and it's, we are a peculiar people. So it's not Mm. necessarily the people that you would expect to be in leadership or ministry, or even, I think just about even when the Lord called Moses and he was like, uh, I don't have the voice to speak, but just that idea that he does equip those that he calls. And so trusting that the Holy spirit is in them to ask those questions. But what would you say, especially for, and maybe this book would say for a new believer and coaching other people or discipleship, would they, would he just say, Oh, well that's okay. You can kind of disciple anyone. Or is this more not really discipleship focused, more coaching and training? So it is not uh, necessarily discipleship focused. It's specifically for equipping, like equipping people, maybe even equipping leaders. Mm -hmm. Um, I think there are principles that can be carried over into discipleship or if you're in a mentorship relationship, I think that's, I think, you could glean quite a few things if you're kind of a discipler or uh, a mentor of some sort. Um, but you probably, it wouldn't be like a kind of a direct translation, like take all these tools Mm. and do it. I do think one of the things, um, as I was, as I've processed this book and tried to implement it a little bit into the ministry here, um, one thing that's kind of an example of, um, that can come, it's a bad example on my part, um, that can come from if you're not like helping people listen to the spirit and not other centered in your focus. I, I was just thinking back a couple years ago, uh, there was a guy that I invested in met with one-on-one. Um, and as we kept meeting, um, and did our weekly coffee thing, I noticed, I'm like, man, this is great because when we sit down, we always want to talk about the same things and the questions that he was asking or like the things that he was wrestling through with his relationship uh with his girlfriend at the time was the same thing that i would always wrestle with wrestle through with my wife Mm -hmm. like man we connect on so many levels and after a couple months of that i paused i thought oh wait the reason that this guy is talking about all the same things as me and he's wrestling through all the same things as me is because i have just given him my model of life and discipleship Mm -hmm. and essentially i was uh, in discipleship, I was kind of creating him in my image and not necessarily helping him flourish in God's unique mm-hmm. image that he has given himself. And so I think that we can do that at times. We can, um, in our leadership, we, of course, there's a specific thing that we are good at, we're knowledgeable in, we are, you know, that we have specific skills in. But I think if we are too, we can be me focused in our relationships and other people, and we can all of a sudden create clones of ourselves when mm. God has created them to flourish in a different way. And so I think that's one of the strengths of doing something like this, where you're leaning into the coachee or the person you're investing in. Mm. Yeah, that's helpful. The, the coach model is, is one talking about coaches. So the role of like leadership, but it actually is a model. So the, yep. the, even the word coach kind of describes his model. Could you give us a little bit um, of just what that means when he says the coach model? Yeah. So he is uh, giving you uh, kind of a roadmap for um, when you meet with someone regularly in an ongoing fashion, um, you go through five different steps. And so coach is an acronym. So he talks about connecting with them, the importance of just you know, being personable, um, uh, building trust in that way. So connect, that's the C in coach. And then it goes around um, to outcome. 
being specifically um, like having a specific vision that you're going for, but specifically letting the person who you're coaching or leading uh, determine uh, where they want to go based on the vision that they feel like God has given them. Uh, then awareness, just asking questions to help them uh, know the situation, uh, understand all the factors and variables in play. Uh, then he talks about the course. He Through asking questions, you're helping them um, plot a, a course of action, like what are your next step? And then um, highlights, which is just essentially wrapping up the conversation by uh, repeating what you've talked about and highlighting where you need to go going forward. And so there's a specific model that he gives to do it. Mm -hmm. I personally, I'm kind of a, you know, a little bit more loosey goosey than that. <laughs> and so I like taking some of the principles and taking some of the kinds of questions that he asks. Um, but if you are very structured in your thinking, you might really enjoy something like this. What are some of the, the key questions? So if that's the roadmap that either you could follow one, two, three, four, five, or just in general, like you just said, what are some of maybe the questions that he encourages us to ask that could be helpful for somebody that maybe they, they're not all bought in and now they're following this coach model to a T, but if they could at least be a little bit helped in asking better questions as in their leadership, what would some of those be? Yeah, well, there's about, 500 questions that he gives examples of in here um and um so it's hard to give one question because each each section has a different kind of question but just um by way of example when you're in the in the outcome uh portion where you're trying to kind of chart a course or get a goal he um uh, talks about uh, the idea of instead of coming in and saying, hey, I want to I develop your character today, you turn it around and you would say um, something to the effect of, hey, what, like, what would you like to come away from this conversation with? And so you very much so put it in the hands of the person who you're talking to mm -hmm. and you're always trying to ask questions that are not based in your own knowledge or insights, even when you're trying to mm -hmm. draw out awareness in them. It's not, you're not asking a question with an agenda of like, if someone is trying to work on their character, you're not thinking in your head, oh, I'm going to help them discover this thing about themselves. You're really asking open-ended open questions to help them uh, get there. And so, you know, um, yeah, so it, if you want, I could thumb through the book and read all 500 of these questions. Yeah. There's quite a few of them, but it's, it's really helpful because it helps you ask open ended questions that really leans into the person's knowledge like they're the expert on their own lives you mm -hmm. aren't and so yeah yeah I think that's good too because then it shows the patience that you need to have and I think so often just as humans it's really easy to just want to be the quick fixers yeah. and give our insight give our wisdom but really it takes a lot of patience and humility to say I'm going to sit here with you and help you kind of dig through and ask you questions rather than just saying that I know how you feel and what you mean because yep. quite often you'll say something and someone could go no that's actually not how I feel and then they feel more misunderstood and they're left with more confusion rather mm. than help yeah so that's good. yeah it is interesting if you so they are you correct me if I'm wrong but they're pretty strong on like you're not really giving many answers here like you yeah. are a question asker you're guiding through questions yeah. here which to be honest, I've wrestled with a little bit, yeah. you know, and I think it's helpful to push against the know-it-allism. I've talked to some uh, friends of mine that have been in ministry for longer than I have, and, and they've pushed against some of it of, you know, they're big into what they would call like directed mentorship of, mm -hmm. um, you know, this 
may sound bad, but I think it's from a good heart. But they basically would say, look, especially younger people or younger leaders, like they don't know what they should be asking or they don't know like where they should be going. So don't just leave it up to them, actually mm. direct them. And I think there's mm. some things that are helpful in that. Um, and it's why we probably haven't taken this like to an absolute T and follow it perfectly. No. But you have introduced this to um, certain ministries and areas in our church that I think has been helpful. So could you give a little bit of um, where we use kind of this model and then maybe, I don't know, a story of how this maybe has impacted people in that position? Yeah, so the primary uh, place where we are starting to implement it, I can't say that this is like wholesale, we're bought in uh, completely because we're just, we're starting, is with our city group coaches. So we have... Uh, a whole group of city group leaders, which are small group leaders at our church. And we have then a, a, a group of coaches. There's eight of them in our church who invest regularly in leadership teams. And the, their hope is to care for these people and really help them move forward with their vision for their city groups. And so our coaches um, are meeting with our group leaders monthly and we are starting to implement this coaching model as they coach the leadership team. So they're sitting down. It's actually a group coaching thing where it's one on four, usually um, where they're trying to draw out, Hey, what are the issues of the day? What are the, where are they trying to go with it? So that's, that's the basic place where we've started to um, where we've started to implement this. Um, we actually had all of our coaches read through this book recently and a couple months ago got together around a table and it was fun to just hear people process through it. Um, I know one of our coaches who is a volunteer who's been leading groups for many, many years, uh, just sat and said, wow, after reading this, um, I, I just realized, you know, how much I am relying on my own knowledge, my own expertise. Um, and there's something powerful about asking questions. It even releases pressure a little bit. Um, to not be a know-it-all, but to mm -hmm. actually um, try to empower people. While there's a way that with good pointed questions, I can actually draw these people out, empower them, and they yeah. can teach themselves and learn something that they'll be able to to be able to use on their own as in their own leadership without even being asked the questions in the future. So. Mm. That's good. Well, thank you so much. And for those of you that are interested, this is called The Coach Model for Christian Leaders by Keith E. Webb. And yeah, we're just super excited to be able to help other people understand more about Christ through this model just by asking questions and truly listening and loving others well that way too. So if you have any questions at all, email us at formation at providenceomaha.org and we will talk to you guys next time.